Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Joining me today, excited to have on James Booknight. James, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. So James, uh, uh, UConn fans have, have been waiting to see your big NBA breakout, and, and this week you, you got it. 11 points, 5 boards. How'd it feel to get your first you know, big NBA stat line out there? Um, I think it was definitely a game I could build on. Uh, it was definitely just fun to get out there and, and see the court and just go out and play my game and be able to do me. You know? Speaking of being able to do you, I think UConn fans got used to seeing you throw down some of those putback dunks that might be new to some NBA fans. They, they saw you do that do that last week. How, how did that become such a part of your game? Because just from watching you the past couple of years, it's always been one of my favorite parts about your game. Um, man, I, I couldn't even tell you. It just really comes naturally, just like having a feel and um, just being in the right spots at the right time. Yeah, no, uh, always fun to watch. In making that jump from college to the NBA, what what have been some of the biggest differences in the game going from UConn to, to playing for Charlotte? Um, I think the biggest difference is just the physicality. Um, everybody much bigger, much stronger, uh, much faster. And then, of course, the money part. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now, now NIL's there, so so they can make a little bit of money. Not, not quite oh, yeah, what you're yeah, making, yeah, yeah. though. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> no, that's big time. I'm happy for it, so. A lot of people. Sure. I, I, I want to look back a little bit at, at your time at UConn. It feels like Dan Hurley's been there forever now, but it's only been a few years, and you were part of that first big recruiting class for him. What was his pitch like to you to, to get you to come to UConn and join join him as he tried to build up the program again? Oh, man, he, he told me I could be one of the one of the great UConn guards to come out of New York again. Um, he had a vision, and... I had a vision, and we, we talked, and, man, we made it happen. Your, your freshman year, you know, that team really grew throughout the season. By the end of the year, you, you guys looked unbeatable. I, I still think, if, if not for the COVID shutdown, you guys are winning the conference tournament there. What, what do you think about that sure. team that year? Oh, I think we were a great team. Uh, I think COVID set us back. Um, I feel like at the end of the year, we couldn't beat anyone in the country. Uh, yeah. We were playing with maybe seven or eight guys, too. Um, but our chemistry and just like we were just out there just having fun. Like we, we just felt like there's no tomorrow, just play for today, you know? Yeah. What, what was it like last year, you know, being back in the Big East? I know it was a little weird with, with the COVID situation, not really having fans at the game. But what was it like for, for you to be a part of that first UConn program back in the Big East? Oh, no. Nah, it, it was it was definitely a great experience Um, being back in the Big East and, and playing those uh those them, them rivalries, um, watching Hurley uh, <laughs> have so much energy without the fans. Um, it was definitely a crazy a roller coaster ride, but um, yeah. it, it, it was a great experience. It really did help build who I am today. Looking back last year, when, when you get injured and, and have to miss several games there, I know I know this year UConn's dealing with some injuries. Adama Sanogo, Tyrese Martin got, got beat up a little bit and are going to miss some time. What helped you get through those injury times and some advice you might pass along to them as they're kind of going through what you went through last year and having to sit out for a little bit? Um, it's definitely frustrating um, just not being able to help the team like physically on the court, but I think it was it was just a testament of my character being able to work on my leadership skills um, while I was injured. Um, just talking to the guys daily, 
hanging out with them more, talking to the coaches, um, just just becoming more of a vocal person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Adama and Tyrese are, are going to do the same thing. Um, they're going to be ready when they come back. And, and I'm excited for this team. Uh, yeah. I watched them play a couple times this year. And, um, they, they really like it. They're a great team. Yeah. I don't even know how to put it. Speaking speaking of this year's team a little bit, you know, they pretty much re- returned most of the guys you played with last year. You know, I, I think one of the main guys that's been carrying some of the load right now has been RJ Cole. What's it what's it like playing with RJ Cole and, and what are his leadership skills like as he's kind of taken on that leadership role this year? Oh man, RJ RJ is great to play with. Um he could he could shoot the ball, he could score the ball, uh, he could pass the ball, and then as a person, he's just he's just a great person to be around. Um, his energy is always unmatched. Um, he never gone back down. Uh, we used to have some battles in practice. Uh, <laughs> that really is like one of my best friends for real. Yeah, you talk about those battles and practices. I know last year it got out that that Coach Hurley was calling them cauldrons of intensity. How tough is a Dan Hurley practice? No, Dan Hurley practices. There's nothing like it. Like no, nothing even comes close. Um, he he just puts you in situations where, when when the game comes, it's just gonna be like it's it's so much easier, you know. Yeah. In in terms of some of those other guys back that you played with, you got guys coming back for kind of super senior years with Isaiah Whaley and Tyler Polly. What was it like playing with the two of them? I mean, I mean the energy Isaiah brings is always out there, and what. Tyler's able to do from three. What are your thoughts on those two guys, and, and what was it like playing with them? Yeah, well, both both of those guys helped me get through both of my years at UConn. For real, um, coming as a freshman, um, not really knowing much, I always looked to Isaiah. Like whenever I had a question or anything I needed help with, whether that be mm-hmm. on or off the court. And then Tyler, Tyler's not as vocal as Isaiah, but just as a person, just being around him, and he just. You just feel his vibe and just his energy is like swag. I know Hurley like you call it swaggy. Yeah, you can you can definitely feel that. <laughs> you you saw Adama Sanogo start to break out a bit as a freshman last year, and before he got hurt, was having a, a really good start to the season this year. What was it like getting to see him develop a little bit last year, and what are you expecting from him? It, it seems like he might be the the next guy that might join you up in the in the NBA ranks there. Yeah, for sure. For Adama, I I honestly think like the only. The only way is up, man. Like he's he's such a competitor, and we used to argue in practice. We used to fight in practice, and um, man, he he never gone back down. Like I said, we just got a team that's like full of fighters and, and dudes that are really hungry, that want to be good, want to get better, and want to win games. You know? Yeah. It, and I'll get you. I'll wrap with one last guy on on this team that's gotten some comparisons to you. Is he could be the next wall guy? I know uh, Coach Charlie has talked about, and that's Jordan Hawkins. I know you threw out a tweet about him the other night. What have you liked so far about seeing his play early on uh, as a freshman there? Man, I, like I watched it. I literally I was talking to Kamani about him, and I didn't really know much about him. Mm-hmm. And then I watched him play for the first time versus. Um, who did they play first in the tournament? Uh, Auburn. Auburn. I might have watched the Michigan game though. Okay. Yeah, Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah. No, I watched. The, it was the Auburn game. <laughs> nah, but I was watching him play and just like his movement and, and just like how like excel his his IQ is like at such a young age, mm-hmm. and just him as a player, man, he's gonna be talented. I, I know. I know. UConn fans are really excited about him and the, the future of this team. 
When you look back at last year, you know, I, I know when I had Karan Butler on the podcast, he talked to me about his decision to leave UConn, and he pretty much had sat down with Coach Calhoun at the beginning of the year, and they kind of laid out the plan that that would be his last year. Going into last year, there had been talk about you getting ready to head, head to the NBA. How tough was that decision to leave UConn uh, and make that next step? Um, it, def- it was definitely tough, especially towards the end of the year, how the season ended. Um exiting in the first round and just mm-hmm. not playing my best basketball. Um, it was definitely, like, in my mind, like, I wanted to go back and just play in front of friend, uh, fans again, um, play oh, yeah. with my teammates again. But this this is, like, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. and Definitely. It, it's, like, something you can't really pass up, especially yeah, well, as a young kid. Yeah, well, we'll have to get you back up to stores, and, and you can, the fans can give well, you I'll the be, uh, I'll be back soon. <laughs> I ain't gonna say what game. Though. I'm coming like a little surprise, like, like uh. <laughs> All right, I like it. I I, I like it. Um, you know, everyone seems to have a, a funny Dan Hurley story. What's the funniest Dan Hurley story you've got? Mm, funny Dan Hurley story. I can't think of any right now. You're putting me on the spot, but there, there's definitely been a lot of moments. Um, uh, like he he's actually one of like my favorite coaches I've ever played for. Um, just, just like he's more intense than, than anybody I know. Like literally, like twenty four seven. Just, just the way he coaches and the way he can teach guys and uh, prepare you for the real world and, and help you develop as a, not only a player but as a young man. It's, it's just, it's actually special. What's it like seeing him go after the refs? Because I know from a fan's perspective, that's always something that cracks me up. Seeing it, seeing him, guy, he always has you guys back out there. Yeah, he he's always gonna have our back. Um, I don't know what other people think, but when he's screaming at the ref, I just tell him, "Don't get a tick. Like, we need you to coach this game. We need you to help us win." You know, so he gonna he gonna do what he gonna do, but I just tell him, make sure he's he's smart about it. Yeah, I I know I've got a favorite play of yours. Is there a moment from your time at UConn that sticks out as like this is my my main highlight or like your your favorite moment from a game during your time at UConn? Um. I feel like a lot of people will probably say the dunk versus Memphis. That that that's mine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people will say that. Yeah. I, think, uh, um, I don't know. I think like the 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 game versus Cincinnati. Yeah. Like the whole game. I think that was like that was like my shining moment. I guess. I like it. I like it. I'll I'll wrap it and get you out of here on this one. You know, the, the UConn's been highlighting on social media. They, they've got your, your poster and your banner up there on the wall at UConn. How does that feel to, to be up on the wall there with so many greats that, that came before you at UConn and, and to be the next guy and kind of the first guy in a little bit that, that's been a lottery pick out of UConn? Oh, no, it's, it's actually a surreal, surreal, like, just being, like, in that main class, man. Like, I, for real, like, it's, it's a blessing, you know? Um, like when I first, when I first got to UConn and I went on my visit and I walked into practice gym, I was telling my pops, like, I want to be up there. I want to have my picture up there. And like before the season last year, I, I like set a goal to try to put a banner on each wall. And of course it, it of course it didn't happen, but to see my, my name even be a part of the, that long list of, list of legends for real, it's really like a blessing. You know, hey, have you have you gotten to connect with any of the other UConn guys in the NBA? I know you you went up against Drummond the other night, right? Yeah, we played them later tonight. I told him I need a jersey. 
Yeah, yeah, we we, we got to get that yeah, yeah, done. We gotta get this, we gotta get the jersey swap with a little picture. Yeah, yeah, we we need that. <laughs> well, James, I really appreciate the time. Best of luck this this year in your rookie year in the NBA. Look forward to seeing you back at a game soon too. So thanks so much for coming on. All right, have a good one. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.